0: You're listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast, conversations between girlfriends who have the knowledge and information to educate and empower you before, during, and after a divorce. We are here to remind you that you're grown and you got this. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Cook. Today we have a great question and answer episode. It is all about our friends and how we can support them. The perfect opportunity to celebrate the friendships that you have, um, but also recognizing that there is a level of support that one can offer, especially when you have a girlfriend who may be going through a divorce. So let's jump right in. Our first question is how can I support a friend going through a divorce? That's a great question. There are, I think, four things that really should come at the top of the list when we think about supporting a friend. The first thing, safety first, right? This is not a drill. If she is in an unsafe situation, then help find safe help and support for her. What that means is not putting yourself in an unsafe situation, but getting the right help. There are a variety of resources that you can look into to offer that kind of safe help. Certainly, we know you can call 911. You can also call the National Domestic Violence Hotline, and they have the ability to um, phone or text, so that number is 1-800-799-7233, or you can text the word START, S-T-A-R-T, to 88788. Getting help for her is really, really critical when you're thinking about how to support a girlfriend who might be in an unsafe situation. The second thing to do is to help her get organized. There are a lot of moving pieces in divorce. So help her get organized so that all of her dates that she's got coming up whether that's filing things whether that the lawyer asked her to return something or to respond to something get those calendared for her make sure that she has everything written down so that it's organized you know create to do list or having a planner as a checklist that really can keep you organized help her set up, whether it's a digital or a physical file, helping her really kind of get things in place. Again, a lot of pieces, often a lot of paperwork, and it can certainly be very overwhelming. So you want to, um, you know, help lighten that load, help her get organized. If you're thinking, girl, organization is not my space, that's okay. You can help still help her get organized by just going down kind of the list of things that she is supposed to do or return and then cross-referencing those things on a calendar for her by looking at the calendar and saying, hey, I see here you wrote down December 1st. You told the lawyer you would follow up. Let's put it on your Google Calendar or let's put it in a, you know, memo reminder again great way to help is by helping her get organized it's also requiring her to take things out of her head alone and putting it down on paper and we know that sometimes our friends are really helpful in getting us to do that this process can get very overwhelming and getting organized can help alleviate that feeling of being overwhelmed Next thing that you can help with um, really is reminding her about privacy. You know, divorce filings are generally public record except under certain circumstances and those exceptions are really few and far between. So here's where you can help remind her to have her legal team use discretion when filing documents that way she can protect herself and her children uh, going forward. So, having the conversation with her in saying, you know, I know you really want um, the filing or the response to a petition for support or you want to file for a restraining order. Let's be mindful of the information that we put in the actual open filing because that is public record. So, talking to her lawyer about how we use discretion and privacy. The same thing is true when you think about her social media post you know, keep tabs on those things. If you see her kind of spiraling, so you see a lot of posts that seem really out of character for her, remind her that not only are you seeing it, but other people, including her soon-to-be ex or her co-parents, lawyers. Trust me, lawyers are now looking at social media profiles, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, to see what people are doing or what they're saying. So a nice way to support her is really kind of keeping her in check and saying, let's keep your business private. Everybody doesn't need to know everything. So whether that's using discretion in court or in social media. And then the last way I'd say to support a friend would really be to be there, but for the long haul. Divorce takes time and support fatigue is real. So I want you to pace yourself by setting and maintaining boundaries, but know that this is a marathon and it is not a sprint. Be mindful of what you can do to help her throughout her process. Oftentimes people jump in and they wanna be everything to everybody and you really just can't. You really don't have the capacity to do that. So the best thing that you can do is to recognize a divorce takes time. You wanna support her throughout the stages of the divorce process. And so pacing yourself, doing what you can do when you can do it is really the best way to support her. The other thing is to keep in mind that you are not to be all hats for her. And so help her find a lawyer, help her find a therapist, help her find a workout partner, go to church with her, give things that you can in the way that you can, but recognizing that there are other ways and other people that can provide support as well as you, using and the time that you have with her wisely, meaning pace yourself throughout the process and making sure that your relationship is sustained throughout her divorce. So our next question is, should I agree to testify as a witness in my friend's custody trial? Oh boy, this is a really tough one. We always want to help, and you might have been there to see a lot of things that happened in the household, or you might know that she's a great mom, she's always a pick up and drop off, she is the first one to volunteer, and you want to be there to support her. Be very careful before you agree to testify. My first recommendation would be speak to a lawyer and not her lawyer, which means I want you to go and ask a lawyer in your community, in your town, in your city, in your county, I am being asked to testify, what are the pros and cons? Well, one of the pros of course is you're supporting a friend, right? A con though is you are now in the thick of this divorce. That is a really hard space to be in and to get out. Keep in mind that what you say is not likely to be given a lot of weight in court because judges know that, you know, friends have some level of bias, right? Even if you're telling things factually, you are her friend. And so there's not a lot of weight that's gonna be given to your testimony. However, you still are being, you know, sworn to testify under oath. And just because your friend has called you on as a witness, keep in mind that her soon-to-be ex or the co-parent has a right to ask you questions or challenge things that you have said on the stand. So I go back to, it is always best to speak with a lawyer about what you're being asked to do. If you weren't asked and you received a subpoena because the ex or co-parent actually has named you as a witness, then you absolutely need to get counsel right away. A subpoena is a legal document that requires your appearance, whether that's in person or to turn over certain documents, and you have to comply or you could find yourself in contempt of court. You do not want to do that. The reason I'm stressing that you don't want to go to her lawyer is because her lawyer doesn't represent you. So it's important to have your own counsel, your own lawyer that can look out for your own personal best interest. It's really, really, really important that you speak with somebody who's going to advocate for your best interest or help you navigate that space. So do that before you agree to testify or before you agree to write a witness statement. Always run it by a lawyer before you commit to doing something like that. Our next question, what boundaries should I put in place while supporting my friend through divorce? Boundaries are really important. As I've mentioned, a divorce is a marathon. It is not a sprint. So you have to know what you can and cannot do. If you cannot support her financially, then you need to be able to say that upfront. And I want to say Here's the thing that you wanna consider if you're thinking, oh, I can help her out with some money. Whatever amount of money that you are considering providing, even if you're saying it's a loan, you really need to ask yourself, if I never get this money back, will I be okay? And if the answer is no, then you cannot lend that amount of money. If the answer is unequivocally yes, I can afford to give her $500 or $5,000 or whatever the amount may be without actually needing it back, then that's the amount that you can lend her. There is a really, really, really Hard decision that one has to make when you start agreeing to lend money. So be very clear with yourself about what you can and cannot afford as it relates to financial contributions and support. Other boundaries, it's so hard when your friend is in pain. And, you know, there is the saying misery loves company. You could find yourself night after night, on the phone, at her house, and you're otherwise now not available for your own family or to take care of yourself. Putting up boundaries by saying, you know, hey girl, I'm going to come over on Wednesday. Wednesday is going to be our time. We'll go for a walk. We'll have dinner. But be very clear about what you can do. Recognize though, you know, her response might be, No, that's okay. Don't worry about it because you can't be available to me. Don't take offense. Just reframe it and just say, I want to be my best self for you. And I can't be my best self for you if I am not in the best frame of mind. So what I'm saying is my best self needs to be with you on Wednesday or Friday or on a jog, whatever it is, but be honest about your availability to her because it can be all-consuming. Another way to set up boundaries is by not trying to be the lawyer, be the therapist, be the spiritual advisor, stay in your lane. And if you feel like she is now trying to kind of cross lanes or having you cross lanes, nope, redirect, put it back on track girl, I think we need to call your lawyer. Let's find you a lawyer. Hey, let's find you a therapist. That's how we put boundaries in place. You are the girlfriend. You are the friend. You are the support. You are not her lawyer. You are not her therapist. And make sure that you have those clear boundaries. Now, listen, I am the main one who knows how difficult this is, especially because I am a divorce lawyer. I am a divorce coach. I am a mediator. And when I have girlfriends who are calling and they're looking for support, right? Oftentimes I have to remind myself, nope, I'm not operating as the lawyer today. I'm not operating as her divorce coach. I am her friend. This is friend Kim, this is not lawyer Kim. I too have to remind myself how to stay in my lane. So do the same. When you find yourself in those spaces where you feel like, ooh, this feels more like I'm giving legal advice or mental health recommendations, whatever it may be, get back in your friend lane and stay there. That's a way to maintain your boundaries throughout the process. Our next question, Can I attend lawyer meetings with my friend? So here's the thing. Again, we know that oftentimes we want to support, and support looks like being there for her when she's not able to kind of speak up or she's so overwhelmed or she wants you to be there to hold her hand. There's a couple of things to keep in mind. First, there is something called a lawyer-client privilege and lawyer-client privilege only extends to who? The lawyer and the client. So if you are sitting in lawyer meetings with her, then there's no longer that privilege. And what that means is you could be subpoenaed, right? served with a document requiring you to appear for a deposition or to sit on the stand at trial, and the other lawyer, can ask you questions about information that you know about the case or things that you um, might have been privy to during the lawyer meetings. So most times lawyers will say, I'm sorry, your friend can't come. Or if you are there, they'll let you stay for the first few minutes when they're not really talking about anything strategic. And then they may ask you to go kind of sit in their lobby or go grab a cup of coffee while they have these strategic discussions with her. You can often, though, go to the initial consultation because at that point in time, there isn't the lawyer-client relationship because she hasn't signed off on the engagement agreement. It's really more of an information session and those things often aren't privileged and they don't kind of provide the level of information that um, a lawyer would be concerned or too concerned about in terms of disclosures. So it's not that you can't attend, but there are some protections that the lawyer has to make sure are maintained, and so don't be surprised if you are asked to leave for a few minutes. It's really for your friend's benefit that you are not sitting in there throughout the meeting. Our next question is really a good one and it's a doozy that we don't often talk about, so I'm glad this was asked. My friend is the problem in her divorce. How do I tell her? Okay, this is really hard to do, but it needs to be done. And it can be done by you or if you feel better redirecting and really pushing her into therapy. So, you know, I mentioned earlier about checking her social media and really kind of checking in with her. We can oftentimes see things that others can't see within our very close friends. So I have a really good friend who was going through a really terrible divorce and I recognized certain behaviors in her that I was thinking, oh, I know this is a whole fool mess in these lawyer meetings or that she's taking very aggressive positions. And I finally had to say to her, look, I'm worried about you, but I'm worried about you because you are not being you. And I get it, this is a really upsetting, traumatizing, overwhelming process but don't destroy who you are in the process. So I had to get real with her and say, you are hurting yourself, not anybody else. I need you to do better. You sometimes have to tough love, come to Jesus, whatever you need to do to get her attention and be like, girl, this is not okay. You have to do better for yourself and for your kids. I then recommend saying to her, you need to, Get into therapy or we need to get you in a boxing class or something to get all this foolishness out. You've got to get it out. You can't keep going down this path. This is not okay. Now here's the thing. Once you've said your piece, you got to let it go. It is not for you to help her destroy everything that you know that she is built. And what I mean by that is you've told her to cut it out. You've told her to stop. Don't join in. Don't otherwise encourage. Say what you need to say. Help her to try to see the error of her ways. And if you need to, then take a step back from the friendship. And that's okay. It's hard, but that might be the best thing for her at this time you also might need to try to lean on other support so maybe you have a circle of girlfriends maybe she has a close family member where you can kind of say hey will you help me with an intervention i am concerned about what's happening here get additional help to help her that's really important but don't stand on the sidelines and not say anything when you know that she's really going down a path of destruction, but be mindful that I don't want you to help her down that very path as well. Our last question I love, and I'm so glad um, to end our conversation with this one. And this is a really special one because we love our girlfriends. And the question is, do you have any recommendations for gifts for a friend going through a divorce? And yes, and I, I think it's really important to think about the type of gift that you want to give. And so when I think about gifts that I want to give my girlfriends or my former clients or even clients who are going through the process who I know are really struggling in certain ways, I break them down into three categories. So I call them experience gifts, education gifts, and then the generalized kind of personalized gifts. So experience gifts are things like, you know, tickets to a play for the two of us or a spa day, classes. I love a candle making class. If it's a seasonal time of year, maybe a wreath making class for her front door, a makeup class, or, you know, even a makeover. And if you can do it and and have the time and the resources to it, to fund a staycation, that often can be a really wonderful experience for her as well. Experience gifts are really about having her be in the moment and experiencing something other than thinking about her divorce, right? So it's engaging in an experience that will hopefully alleviate a lot of the stress that she is going through and to really kind of take her mind off of things. We then have, you know, education gifts. And education gifts are those gifts that are designed to help support her in ways that um, educate her and educate the process. So one of the things that I like to give um, are free consultation services, right? So if you know she's interested in a divorce coach, maybe paying for the consultation with the divorce coach or the consultation fee with the lawyer or the mediator. Those kinds of gifts can be helpful because it can be a lot to meet with different lawyers that you wanna meet with, but if they all have a 200 $300 kind of fee, those things add up. And so if you wanna gift something, maybe think about gifting things like you know, hey girl, I'll cover that fee. I know that you really wanted to meet with these people and so, you know, I'm happy to cover that fee. That's a really nice gift to give and it can be very, very helpful, especially when she's thinking about, um, you know, meeting with a bunch of different people. Other gifts that are under the education gift would be finance books, divorce books, those things that really help her educate her about the process. Planners, um, a subscription to a co-parenting app. If there are resources that you've learned about Such as, um, you know, a divorce university type of program. And depending on where you live, certain nonprofits, certain organizations have and host various educational events. Again, buying tickets for those things for her, getting her to attend those things, they can be very helpful. And certainly, you know, books can be very helpful as she thinks about, how am i going to you know really educate myself throughout this process i really like those type of things because they are unexpected they're different they help educate her In the process. And so, you know, don't lose sight of how valuable that can be, especially when you're thinking about what can I do that's not the, you know, the kind of regular thing. I do want to give you a couple of names of books that I think are really good that you might want to consider for her. So, for children's books, we often don't think about, you know, how. Our, um, her kids might be impacted. And that's a huge thing, especially if she's so overwhelmed with everything else. Giving children's books for the kids can be a wonderful gesture. I love the book My Family is Changing by Tracy McGonaghy. I also like The Kissing Hand by Audrey Penn, and Why do families change? And it's a talk about separation and divorce by Jillian Roberts. I would absolutely recommend looking into those books, um, especially if you want to buy children's books for um, her kids. And then when you think about um, books for her, you might wanna consider, especially if we're talking about kind of educational books, it's Parenting Through Divorce, which is by Lisa Renee Reynolds, is a very good one. Too Good to Leave, Too Good to Stay, which is by Mira Kishenbaum. That's a really good one. Um, As well as How to Be Alone, if you want to, and even if you don't, and that's by Lane Moore. Those are really good books um, to give to someone who is going through the process on the education side. And then certainly, All About Love by Bell Hooks is an excellent inspirational book, check those out. Our last group is personalized gifts. These are things that are personal to her and these are things that um, I think really speak to your relationship with her. But what I will tell you that I love, love, love gifting to people, especially who um, are almost at the end of a divorce are stationary gifts or address stamps with their maiden name. Now, even if your girlfriend is not thinking about changing her last name because it's the same as the children, so she's thinking about changing her married name, a really nice set of stationary with her monogram, um, or if she is gonna change back to her maiden name, You know, her monogram, her name on stationery is a really beautiful gift to give to her. It tells you, I see you, address labels or an address stamp. Same thing with her new name or with her and the children. And and it's a really special thing that's saying to her, you know, the new phase is here, you're looking forward and, um, you know, celebrating who she is. Journals are always an excellent gift. Finding a really beautiful journal that she can, you know, share her thoughts and, and, um, throughout the course of this process, those are always great. I love a good mirror decal, something that is motivational, something that she can look to every day and just kind of affirm, I am amazing. I am beautiful. Everything is going to be okay. Really good mirror decals can really make the difference when you're looking at something to remind yourself that you're gonna be okay, you got this, um, and you can you know, move forward. And then another gift that I don't think people think about, but I love it, and I know I've had clients who are like, oh, this was so helpful to me. They're the home decor gifts. So anything from gift cards to Home Depot, Lowe's, Wayfair, um, you know, Crate and Barrel, any of those type of stores, even if she's staying in the home that she's been in, it's time for a fresh restart, right? This is now her space and her ability to redesign and recreate. And so gifting her something that says, fresh start. Maybe that's even a meeting with um, an interior designer or some sort of consultation or a nice new piece of art that maybe you know that she would love. So it's all about the refresh redesign um, for the new her, new house, uh, whether she's staying in the marital home that she now has the ability to make her own or she's moving into a new space. That's such a thoughtful gift to give in saying, you're creating your new home, your new safe space, and I wanna help you transition into that space. So I think experience gifts, education gifts, and then the personalized gifts, you can't go wrong with any of those. And, you know, kudos to you for really thinking about what way to really show up for her in that way. So I'm hoping that you have found ways today to support your girlfriend who's going through this process, that you know how to set certain boundaries, and that maybe you have you know, gotten some ideas on both the support side, but as well as kind of the gifting side to help you be the best friend that you can be as she goes through this process. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce podcast. Remember, though you may be going through a difficult time, you're grown and you got this. Please be sure to tell your girlfriends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Grown Girl Divorce and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any new conversations. The conversations on this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to substitute working directly with a lawyer. These episodes are not to be used as a basis to support or defend any legal action and transcripts or recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner.